Aaron, of awesome. Aaron, why don't you go ahead and set the tone? All right, I'll set the tone. Um, John Candy is one of my favorite human beings to ever exist. Uh, it was endearing. Um, I think he really shed his soul on this film. And um, I mean, what a joy to have a talent come across cinema and uh, just to live in this kind of world. And Aaron gives this film. Yep. Wrong. Oh, I, I took Chris for a loop. I know my, my little synopsis is short. I like to keep them sweet and short. Okay. Uh, Aaron gives this film an 8.0. Okay. Okay. I respect that. I'm not going to give it a masterpiece. Okay. Because I, I really was worried you were going to do that. Okay. Ah. This is a 1980s piece, almost verge of feeling 90s. You know, wait, I said 1980s, right? 1980s yes. piece, feeling 90s. Yes. It's not nowhere, you know, I mean, we're not in masterpiece territory, but I, I can't hide my joy for the Steve Martin and John Candy play and just letting them, you know, you talk about comedy, like putting people in circumstances and letting the slapstick, letting actors have room to explore like i really felt that with these characters and i love that fair enough who do you pass it to i pass it to the yoshmeister okay the yoshmeister <laughs> the yoshmeister Yosh um, so uh john hughes um let me start by talking about john hughes john hughes is a very overrated writer he's <laughs> one of the great comedic writers of all time i think most of his movies if not all of them are absolute trash except for home alone and the only reason that that movie's good is because the director of the film basically did a huge rewrite of the film and made it more into what it ended up being <clears throat> but for some reason john hughes is considered like this fucking genius of comedy but all of his films have the exact same tone that this film had which is that it was written for 14 year olds who are sucking their thumb um <clears throat> it's not very funny it's very childish it's very geeky and corny um but i will concede that john candy is fun to watch steve martin don't like him as this character prefer him as the in the jerk much more he's much more funny in films like the jerk um i just didn't really buy him for this one when he's gonna fucking 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 like i just doesn't do it for me it's almost it's like i that. chose i'd seen on purpose yeah it's terrible um with that said i ranked this film a 6.3 one point higher Ooh, one point me. higher than blazing saddles did it go through it did not but we'll remember oh, man. let me see i got didn't it didn't go through where's the sound bite for that 6.3 wow 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 Boy. because yoshi doesn't fucking know how to work a computer. Hell yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we passed it to society. This is Paul. <laughs> I, uh, I've only passed it to Paul so far, so I'm passing it to you, Chris. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this movie, I, you know, Yoshi, even though we don't live together anymore, you and I sometimes fall on the same bandwidth or band, <laughs> whatever, wavelength. <laughs> I think John Hughes is one of the, if not the most overwritten, uh, over overranked writer. Overrated? Uh, I, I, overrated. Overranked, you know. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. <laughs> and for that, uh, I'll keep this short and sweet so we can keep the show going. I will also share your ranking with you with a 
Okay. If I can get this to go through. Here we go. Uh, And I guess I'm going to round it off and send it to Paul. Bring us home. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. Uh, Yeah, I think I agree with all three of your points. Aaron, you are spot on. This is John Candy. What a talent loss, because if I were a casting director and I had the Fatty Arbuckle story in front of me, boom, first choice, only choice. I run it to a studio head and I said, let's make this picture now. We have Marty Scorsese directing, period, and a statement done. Steve Martin is tonally wrong for this movie. Uh, Our our Orange County Garden Grove boy will go into Cal State Long Beach, learning his balloon trick mastery at Disneyland. He's just not right in this role, but he's miscast. He's miscast, and we know it, but we love it because somebody saw that essence that was poorly miscast here and cast him. Certainly, I'm sure David Mamet was saying, no, he is the only person I'm considering for the Spanish prisoner. We plopped him into the Spanish prisoner and we found dramatic gold. It is a beautiful movie that maybe we as a society will review at a later date. But right now we are dealing with planes, trains and automobiles. And yes, to Chris's point, the only thing this movie was missing was a little theme song. They fly high. They drive them low. Planes, trains and automobiles. They got some place to go. You know, it was literally Mark Knopfler fucking just. It's exactly what this. And I wanted to see this at the end. And and I tell all of you guys because I don't have the DVD. So on yep. the on the chance that it's already covered in the DVD outtakes, that yes. maybe they edit it from the movie, I, Paul, am giving this a 7.0. Ooh! Future castability of Steve Martin. And wow. God, I wish we could have cast John Candy in something else. Oh, uh, he would have been in a dramatic role. And I'm trying to think of dramatic, but I'm sure he's done it. But yes. Yo, Cool Runnings. One of the greatest. What was his cool last runnings. film? Yeah. Yeah. God. Maybe uh, we can review review Cool Runnings. Uh, it, it doesn't hold up. That, yes, it, it really does. Cool no, Runnings holds no, up. No, it doesn't, man. Come on, man. Come on. The man. final Thanks. the final score for planes, trains, and automobiles is a six point nine. Thank God it didn't win. It did. did it win? <laughs> no, oh. it's six point nine. The duck soup takes duck it home. Soup. All right. Yes. Lame. Six point nine for. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Uh, Yosh, who do you want to kick it to first? Okay, so um, our winner is Groucho Marx with Duck Soup. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, how can I not start with you, Aaron? I mean, I, let, let's just give you the, the stage. I mean, this is like your fucking favorite movie. So Let's kick it off to the man. Um, what did I love about this film? To me, okay, let's just move past, you know, um, some of the things I obviously love, which is John Candy as an actor. Um, But just this story, I I enjoy the story as well because, you know, you've got these two guys. They're just karmically in the shitter and both of them just constantly have these bad things happening to them. And you know, towards the end of this film, you start to realize what's going on with John Candy's character, you know? Um, Like, does he have a family? He's mentioned he doesn't have a family. Like, what is he doing on the road? And you start to unravel that his wife passed away. And and, uh, 
you know, I love how this film kind of wraps up where it's like, you know, the real message of this movie is like, you can't judge a cover, you know, <laughs> you can't judge a book by its cover, you know, cause you have this guy where it's like, he, he, uh, you know, Steve Martin's just like, this guy is so annoying. I want him out of my life. I just want to be home. I just want Thanksgiving. I want everything to be normal. I want my first class seats. I want just normalcy. He just wants everything to be perfect. And it's like, instead of enjoying the ride and enjoying this detour that life has given you, you know, you're just resisting the whole time. And at the end of the film, it's like, you realize like, wow, you know, this person is, yes, he may be annoying and he may be a fuck up and he may destroy everything that comes in his life and just get nothing right. But like, you really don't know what this person's going through. You know, this guy lost his wife eight years ago and he is on, he, he doesn't know where he's going in his life. And he finally found some companionship and some friendship and he's trying to make it work and messing it up. But it's like, he really just at the end of the day wants love. And, you know, I mean, this film hit me at a deep level. I know it, you guys see it as a surface comedy and all the writing was bad. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I see a incredible story about, you know, not just throwing people away because they, you know, are disrupting your life or they're, you know, oh, they're causing you inconvenience. Like, hey, why don't you stop and talk to the homeless person on the street? Why don't you see what's going on? You know what I mean? Like, sorry to inconvenience your Amazon package. Sorry that like you can't get to your Starbucks coffee quick enough. You know what I mean? There's a human life on the street. There's somebody that lost somebody. Like, why don't you stop and have some fucking empathy, right? That's what this film meant to me. And I'll pass it on. Yeah, that's beautifully put. And I, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it touched you in that way. I just wish I wasn't inconvenienced with having to watch it as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just totally kidding. <laughs> I'll take that one on the chin. Max Holloway. Wow. Oh, my God. Max Holloway. <clears throat> Boom. No, I mean, look, like this is a nice, like, you know, this is a nice watch this movie on, on Christmas or Thanksgiving more, more potently with your family and, you know, have a nice reminder to stop and smell the roses and, you know, look around your family members and, and, you know, be present with them. And yeah, it's a nice little cute thing. It's just like, for me, like this is dead cinema society. This isn't fucking watch some movies with your family around the fucking tree show. And so for me, like this, this movie doesn't belong on this show. I don't like this movie. I don't like this. This whole show sucked, but meaningless. I mean, needless to say, we had a lot of fun. <laughs> meaningless to say, um, I still enjoyed our conversations and we were still able to have fun with it. And so that's what, that's what matters. Um, so pass it on to Chris or Paul. Yeah. Um, oh, and one other thing, Kevin Bacon killed it. No lines. Wait, <laughs> sure. dude. Was yeah. this like before he was big? He yeah, it must have been, huh? No, it was, Footloose was 83. So yeah. he's just re reprising his little, you know, it's just probably a, you know, they were shooting in New York, and I can imagine in the DVD extras, you know, Kevin was available that day, he came down to set, and, hey, Kevin, you want to race a gym? Yeah, sounds great. And, and then he perfect. said, <laughs> yeah! Yeah! I just well, thought I it was awesome. It was like, holy shit, is that Kevin Bacon? What, what yeah. is going on here? Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's yeah. fine. Pass yeah. it on. Uh, what's up? What's up, Paul? 
Yeah, Footloose, uh, 84, excuse me. Yeah, so to uh, to your point, Aaron, you are spot on about John Candy because I knew that he had done something dramatic. He played Dean Andrews in JFK. I had to go look it up. I'm like, oh, and Dean Andrews, I don't know if this is real or imagined, was the uh, New Orleans lawyer who was called from someone he either knew or didn't know and was asked if he would represent Lee Harvey Oswald. So uh, John Candy did have a turn in the 1991 classic JFK, dramatic turn rather, in the, uh, in the 1991 Oliver Stone movie JFK. So I was grateful that before he passed, he did have some, he did have a meaty dramatic part because he is so good in planes, trains and automobiles. He's the heartbeat of this movie. I just, I repeat again, I just wasn't on board with Steve Martin. I'm sure that probably they teased him with a giant check in hell. Uh, I would have taken it too. And I'm sure that there were, you know, we, we started the, uh, the show with the water cooler conversation. That's what the that's what it was like, guys, back in the 80s. You know, you, this was it. You went to the big screen and then you talked about the movie on Monday or Tuesday at work. It was great. And... Uh, yeah, that's the only thing that was missing for this to be the true 80s comedy was just like something to tie it all, some musical number to tie it all together. Um, but uh, Hughes You know where I think it fell... Sorry to interrupt, go ahead. Yeah, no. You know where but, I think it fell flat... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> ah, go no, ahead. no, 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 go I'm, ahead. Go no, ahead. please. <laughs> After you, no. Chris, please. <laughs> you, Yoshi. I think... It all would, you guys. It would. It fell flat because they tried. They tried. They couldn't decide if they wanted to make it like a real, like adult comedy mm -hmm. or like a family adventure movie. And they leaned on family adventure. Yeah. And, it and just, when you're when you have Steve Martin and John Candy at your disposal, it's like, I mean, I get it. They, you know, who am I to tell them how they should have done it? You know, like maybe they they had a target audience and they were trying to make this the film for, for, for November. And they wanted that holiday family cheer and like, yeah, good, good on them. And I'm sure it made a lot of people happy and smile throughout the years. I, I've, I've heard so many people talk joyously about this film. And so they accomplished what they set out to do and, and it's all good and dandy, but it's just like, I don't know what to talk about with this movie. There's nothing to talk about. Well, no, you plus you here, the scene we saw with Edie McClure, who is a literally when you talk groundlings here in Los Angeles, Edie McClure's pictures up on the wall of, of that comedy troupe. You can't walk in without seeing, you see the impact she's had. She's had this radiating effect on female performers who cycle through groundlings. And, but here she's wasted in a scene because she's opposite Steve Martin, who's speaking so venomously at her. It doesn't give her any life for her. Nothing. Like that scene could have been rewritten for him to just say, I, I, I'm, my, my car's not in the spot. Well, what's your thoughts there? Oh, V5. You know, she could have just, she, I'm sure, has looked at that scene going, oh, my God, we did it so much better in rehearsal. But somehow it just That's got chopped one. up. And um, it just, it, it diminishes her because it's, because those were the moments. Like all of those they're like uh, the signature setup moments in 80s comedy. Like if they're outside the hotel, we know inside the hotel is going to be someone reasonably recognizable from a steady diet of either John Hughes movies or other comic comedic movies of the 80s. So again, we come inside and oh, it's that creepy guy who always plays creepy guys 
He's now the hotel clerk. Got it. Oh, there's the, the other hotel clerk. That guy's on Miami Vice. See, what's so joyous about this movie is these are the movies. If you were dating the right girl or guy who had the great that sensibility, like, hey, there's a family of five. They brought grandma with them too. And you know, she's going to be asking a lot of questions and you go over and you actually intentionally sit behind them and you watch it on the screen. Like, what did he say? And you're like, and you're just laughing because now you're watching the movie, but you're watching this scene play out in front of you where people are trying to explain to everybody what's happening. Yeah. Wait a minute. Did they switch credit cards? Yes, they switch credit card. Oh, my. And it's like telegraph. You see that coming a mile away. You're like, oh my God. Yeah, but, the, mo the movie's so bad you have to live through vicariously through other people watching. Yeah, other people. And then you hope that you've got people behind you going, wait a minute, did they just switch credit card? They did. You're kidding me. Oh, my God, this is incredible. Ah! And that's... I'm know. just trying to piss Aaron off. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, he put the credit card back in his wallet. Yes, it does. He's... Yep. Did right. you expect that twist? <laughs> That's it. They, they drive them low. No, so he makes trains and automobiles. I don't know where to go. <laughs> that scene is a great microcosm of why the scene, this movie wasn't funny. Is like that. That whole scene is just so one color of Steve Martin. What's the one thing that Sal always taught us? Aaron is like, don't fucking swear all the time. That just flat deflates oh. the whole scene. You're just like hiding on stage. Fuck, 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 fuck. It was like ten too many fucks. Yeah, and I bet that wasn't the final choice. I mean, uh, you know, that's when somehow that, see, also keep in mind, too, <laughs> back in the time capsule of the 80s, there were people standing out. I think I mentioned this before, but there were always there was always the, the boy or girl standing outside with a clipboard of a movie theater. Hey, would you like to see a free movie? Like, great. And this cycled through many test audiences. This was the, I mean, that test audience, test audience, another test audience, another test audience, uh, somewhere along the line before this gets released, it's been vetted by hundreds, if not thousands of people who've all scored it. It's been tabulated and the studio goes, okay, this is going to work. But again, I think on the strength of Hugh's canon to this point, uh, again, without diving into the super secret extra DVD, uh, you know, uh, notes from the movie i'm guessing that probably he got greenlit on a lot of these things and he just made some bad choices when he got to the editing room certainly I did i mean i think i think it goes way back to i mean i i'm i did uh, as you guys were talking i was listening uh not to think that i don't think you're intelligent or anything like uh, that but like the i was looking at as like uh, steve martin that was my biggest problem with movies steve martin is so miscast and like it makes John Candy's performance look so much better because he's just acting circles around him. Just in terms of gross, I didn't actually look at it in terms of like availability or something like that. But in 1987, these are the top six actors that could have played this role. Steve Gutenberg, John Candy, Chevy Chase, Danny DeVito, Sylvester Stallone, and Steve Martin. Arguably, in my personal opinion, the best person to play Steve Martin's character besides Steve Martin is literally right next on the list, and that's Tom Hanks. That if Tom, if if, if nineteen eighty seven like big era, mm -hmm. Tom Hanks is Steve Martin's character, I think this movie's a masterpiece because you get to see him try to be polite, try and be, and then just get so exasperated. A person like Tom Hanks, who is America's sweetheart. Like, just getting so exasperated by this fucking guy that just can't do anything right. And I'll, I'll throw this on the table as well. This movie was arguably stolen and remade a couple years ago. By? In 2008's Due Date. 
with um, Zach Galifianakis and Robert Downey Jr. And I would rank that film even lower than this. I it, it's so it's on IMDb. Oh, it's right. a, it's a six point oh, five, whereas yeah. this film it's a seven point six. Yeah. But the formula doesn't work. Why? It it because if you try to redo it, it's just gonna keep bombing. I mean, you can make a you can make oh, a movie so you're better. The formula is what's wrong with it. The formula of the movie doesn't work. It is a very attractive and hilarious movie for the time period. But I, I mean, the reason I ranked this film so low is I was so fucking bored the whole time. You know, the only, no, sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. The the only the formula does work. Slight variation, but the formula does work. You know where it works? Rat where? race. Well, that, that's just a, re, mm. a remake of it's a mad, 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 mad but, world. But it, which is oh, arguably it, well, a better well, film. The idea, though, is like needing to get somewhere on like a yeah. road trip movie where you need to get somewhere by a certain time. That's like the formula. Yeah. And Rat Race is a good, is a funny film. It's a funny film. We should watch. It's a bad, mad, bad, bad world, but yeah, yeah. Is that one good? It's a re. It's it's the it's the movie that Rat Race is right. based off of. Right, right, right. Okay, if you're gonna recast this film, yeah, today, who, today, today. Well, that's you probably saw. Are they working on one with Will Smith and Kevin Hart? Because that only, <laughs> I, that's why I put it out. That's why I put it out there. Because I, oh, unless I you're getting, really see that happen. Will went in a private moment with Jada, like yeah, letting out his dark side, and yeah, yeah I just can't see it working. Kevin um, Hart is, is. I'll pass on Kevin Hart. Will Smith yeah. could could be funny. Um, who who would you yeah. recast in this, uh, Aaron? Uh, Jonah Hill. For Ooh. John Candy. Okay. Ooh. And like for Steve Martin's character. Wait, are you being a fat shamer by putting. No, Jonah I Hill just in? think Jonah Hill ha- has that kind of. I don't of think like, you need to be fat to be funny. I'm, no, I'm, he's. I'm kidding. It's like John, Jonah Hill has that like stumbly, like, oh, ah, fuck. I, I fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, like he. And he's that. like authentically cute and like yeah. gentle. You yeah, know? he's. Yeah. He can bar his soul. I, I, like in Moneyball? Have you guys seen Moneyball? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonah Hill's great. so good in that he's, role. Yeah, really great. Mm. I think Jonah Hill is amazing. He's really connected. He's, I think he's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Yep. So who, who who plays Steve Martin? Now, Steve Martin's character, yeah, we need some tight ass. Um, some tight I, ass. Some, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, it, it's so hard to cast it because I, I, I don't, I don't see who takes that, you know, like. I mean, you could even throw Danny DeVito in there, but it doesn't work. You know, you no, need. Oh, no, no. No. Ed Norton? Robert De Niro. Ed Norton? Ed Robert Norton. De Niro? De Because Norton, what was the comedy? What was the priest comedy film he did? He's got, uh, like, it just needs somebody oh, who can. Oh, Steve Carell. Yeah, it's going to, it wouldn't be made without a probably a Steve Carell. Just think. Yeah. But Steve Carell, I don't want to see Steve Carell as the straight guy. Yeah, no, that's why I've got uh, somebody in that. Ed, Nor- Ed Norton's kind of closer, I think. Yeah, I mean, I've got it, but you guys aren't. You, it, it would be a movie that would get like a three on on IMDb. If Paul okay. Rudd plays uh, Steve you. Martin's yeah. character, yeah, and yeah. Ron Funches plays John Candy. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. He's Who's a comedian. Uh, yeah, that, he uh, he's done a lot of like bit parts, but yeah. he he could capture that like I'm innocent, but also like I can fucking you know. I hit would these. put Paul Rudd as John Candy before I would put Paul really Rudd as Steve Martin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because because Paul Rudd like Paul in, Rudd and Jason Bateman. 
But I like the Ron yeah, Funches because I mean, you yeah, now Jason, because Jason. now we can do a white black movie, yeah. and this society could view it, and we Ron could Funches really further our anti-black. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So I'm. I'm <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> oh, no. I did. It did. It came out wrong. Uh, Your Honor, it came out wrong. No, um, wait, wait. I like Jason Bateman. That's that's like the that's like the clear cut winner for Steve. yeah. It's that Jason yeah. Bateman, the exasperated Jason. The Bateman. only thing about Jason Bateman though yeah, is he's done he's it gone. so many times, yeah, and it's like, like yeah. does it still yeah, fucking work? Yeah, I like Ron Funches though, Chris. That's Ron a Funches good is pull. great. That's yeah. a good pull there. He's for King me shark, so far. I'm going Jason Bateman, Jonah Hill for, so far. If yeah, I, I like the white black thing, I'm going to be in Chris's corner. What about Ben? Why is this my thing now? No, ben it's Stiller? you're. No, Chris, you're you're always really good about including um, different ethnicities in, into yeah. the. Uh, I'm hashtag woke. Hashtag woke. Does okay, Ben any... Stiller work? Anybody? No, no. Ben Stiller? Yeah. He's done that too much. No, no, too. Yeah, yeah, no. Ben Stiller needs to have the Adam Sandler renaissance where, like, you allow him to do serious yeah, shit. We need, yeah, we need right. We yeah. need, like, younger. Oh. Who's some younger folks who could fit in there? A certain actor by the name of Aaron Mann, I heard he put out his, his demo reel recently. Yeah, I'm real grouchy on my demo reel. Yeah. <laughs> I like drama. Drama. All right. But that's that's all I've got for this movie. I Shameless was so plug. bored, except for the 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 car scene where Steve Martin's character falls asleep and we get that kind of like nice, you know, piano miming from John Candy and it ends with the the almost car crash and then the car catching fucking fire on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that was that was that wasn't bad. I do. Yeah, I liked when they were like, you're driving the wrong way. And he's just like, oh, oh, somebody's <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm uh. I'm gonna give one more crack at the at the recasting thing real quick. Well, who's the kid who was? Uh, I, I've got him. He's got a very unusual name. He was in a movie with Baby in the title. He plays the uh, driver. Baby driver. Baby Dude, driver. Elgort. Yes. I was just gonna say okay. something like that, like one of yeah, those. Kind of yeah, that's the young guy. And then um, his Angel compliment. Elgort. And then oh, I know who, the fucking. The comedian, the gay comedian, uh, Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon. Wow. Yes. Tim wow. Dillon and Ezra, whatever the fuck his name is. Ansel yeah. Elgort. Ansel Elgort. Elgort. Yes. Oh, my Enzo God. Ansel Elgort and Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon needs to be, needs to just accept that he's the next Chris Farley. Can he just yes. start making what? movies? He's I, not no. that funny, though. Like, he's more, he like, aggressive. Be. If they put him in, like, a Chris Farley type role. Mm, maybe. I haven't right, seen that's, him. That's how fucking terrible this movie is. We're just talking about recasting it. Right? Um, <laughs> Eight points here from Aaron. Aaron's so pissed. Okay. Um, uh, so, uh, Groucho yeah. Marx walks away the winner. Uh, Chris, would you like to reveal to the rest of our castmates what our next show you is? You know, Yoshi, I.